Today, we have returning with us once again, Oliver from Oliver's Brighton. How are you today, Oliver? I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing well. And from what I hear, you have some exciting things that have been happening. It's been lots going on. I think, I I don't even know when, I don't know if you know, I mean, how long ago was it roughly when we did the last um, audio session with yourself? I feel like the last one was during COVID and maybe the candy shop. I can't even remember because we've had you on a few times. Yes, that sounds about right. I think that was the last one. So that would have been a good, what, two two years, roughly, I think, two years ago. Where did two years go? <laughs> long, long time ago. But yeah, lots, lots of exciting things. Lots of exciting things. One of the big things is your store continues to get awards. Yes, we're sounding too smug about it. Yes, that is right. Sounds You've smug. Won. You deserve it. You deserve uh, it. <laughs> God, yeah, I think it's been about three, three to five awards. I, I, I've lost counts, which sounds really, um, again, smug uh, and big-headed, but why not? I am slivering at the end of the day. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, three, three, or, three or so awards since then, uh, extra. So I think we're at about 15 awards points. But the most, for me, that the biggest one really now is I've officially been crowned as number one shop in the whole of Brighton. And, and for me, that, that's a big moment because there is, I mean, there's hundreds, if not, I mean, I would like to say, I think maybe there is an excessive thousand, maybe I'm wrong, but there is hundreds of decent independent shops. And that's what really what the patchwork and unusualness and uniqueness of what Brighton really is. Um, very diagonal-ish in the sense there isn't a very common um, branded or corporate shop in a lot of the the lanes and, and various parts of the different streets. But yeah, so I've now been crowned number one, uh, which is uh, a, a really nice feeling to have. I love that. And I'm, I'm so proud of you for that. Uh, your shop comes up before COVID. I was supposed to do my big UK trip and then COVID happened. So now I just started thinking about it again. And I've been talking to people in your shop with a lot of people in the Harry Potter world is on everyone's list. Like we're like, let's go to London, but we have to go to Brighton too. Like it comes up with every person I talk to is that they want to make sure we also make a trip to Brighton specifically for your shop. Well, it's, it's very nice to hear. And I think, you know, and and that, I mean, that, I mean, if, if that's true, maybe you're, you're, you're telling porkies to make me feel good. But, I'm you know, not. So. <laughs> I was actually talking with someone yesterday and I have a list of what I want to do. And they're like, oh, yeah, Oliver, we have to go see Oliver. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, what I've really done since that, that, that you know, last time that we spoke and, you know, I, I experimented. I experimented in the sense of having the Oliver's Brighton part and at the front having yeah effectively uh, a, a, a wizardry-ish sweet shop and and it worked for a long time but I think I started sometimes when you try things in business it, it it's not necessarily as you envisioned or more really is not not the way to go and and I think sometimes as well you do need to take a step back and go well what what am I really trying to do here what is what is the USP of Oliver's Brighton and and what really became apparent, especially over the last two years, because that's how long we've done the appointment system uh, for. And and for people listening right now who aren't sure of what I offer, the whole idea with Oliver's Brighton, the whole USP, is that it's a secret wizarding shop that you get by appointment. It becomes your shop. So you don't 
look around at the hundreds of different merchandise with other people. You don't have that typical modern 2022 of cramming yourselves like a sardine uh, amongst many other sardines in a sardine tin. Uh, we don't sell sardines. I don't know why I'm talking about sardines. That's a very British phrase. Um, but going back, <laughs> enough about sardines. Uh, how many times can I say sardines? But the whole point is you get the shops to yourself. You know, it's it's really about you and whoever you're visiting with. You might be visiting by yourself, which we get a lot of occasions where people are coming from different countries and they're traveling the UK or Europe uh, and they visit by themselves. Sometimes we have people coming with their partners. Sometimes we have families with um, young witches and wizards getting into the um, amazingness of what the wizarding world has to have, has to offer with the imagination. But the whole USP really is, yeah, getting the shop to yourself really kind of as trying to be dark and alley-ish as possible where it, it feels like you could be in a movie set without being OTT and without being cheesy. You know, it's you walk in, it's about the smell of the butterscotch beer it's the, the the wood from the old units to the carpet or the rug on the floor to the open filament bulbs um, to the kind of Victorian music going on. And, and it's really kind of just to try and make retail as interesting as possible and as opposite from the standard of your whitewashed walls with tons of, you know, produce on the wall and you join a queue and you buy it and that's that. It's, it's really just trying to go the extra mile. So when I experimented with the sweet shop, it was great. Um, but I just kind of took a st step back and just said, well, what, what is it? And, and really what I just described there, that is the USB of what I like to offer all of us, Brighton. So what I did is I converted again uh, and made it more secret, almost like a speakeasy. When I described to people on, in, in, in verbal or on paper, you, you wouldn't think it would work because you'll think, well, what are you, what are you saying? You, you, you've got a book to go to the shop and, are you not losing customers? But I get asked that a lot, but in a very strange way for me as a business person, it, it works tremendously well because now it, I am in charge in the sense of every single person that books and visits, whether they're looking to spend £10 or £100 or more, they all get the same service. And that's why I believe to get to that point of the, the number one on TripAdvisor or to get the awards, organically it looks like from reading the massive sentences and paragraphs of these reviewers is that they they love the fact that they get the shops themselves it's very different it also gives your shop a form of accessibility that not other places have especially in the wizarding world there are some people that can't handle the crowds or the spaces when there's like a lot of other people around and like too much going on so you have that added benefit that there's a group of people that m normally may avoid those situations, but because of how you've set it up, it actually gives them better access to something. Yeah, totally. And, and again, it's just really organically. It wasn't the main reason, but coincidentally, and you, you're so right, there is a large percentage of people who are fans um, of, of Harry Potter that are, you know, um, large amount of anxiety. Uh, they don't like crowded spaces. Um, they may be uh, autistic themselves, or they just might be someone that generally doesn't enjoy that insanely overriding of um, not just emotion. I'd say, yeah, sometimes even for me personally, when there's so much going on and you've got noise going on. It's like overstimulation. 
that that's yeah you've nailed it on the head exactly that so yeah organically it's slid into that so we do get a real uh variety of people coming uh which is really cool and and you know i've, I've heard it numerous times where especially a parent brings their child who you know is around that typical harry potter gauging uh area where they're around the seven to ten years old and they've read the book and they've watched the film so far and now they're into the second or the third book and they're getting really into it and and for some of those young children as well it's very daunting even if they don't naturally have an anxiety to, to be in a room where there's you know enormous adults which we are we you know i'm very lanky personally as an adult and and kids generally aren't as tall as me um unless they just they are giants but they um but yeah and, and exactly that it just and, and i think as well when when certain customers come specifically as you know little little jimmy or little sarah or whoever it may be is getting their first wand and for them it's it's real right you know it's getting their wand for the first time and what i've realized and identified is that when they are in a in a, an environment with their family or their guardians or whoever it may be they really kind of come out of their shell because i do find sometimes at the beginning because it's quite yes stimulating in the sense of what's going on with the lighting and all that before we did the appointment system you would have someone maybe getting their first one then you would also at the same time that's enough really for the stimulant but then you've also maybe got a group of strangers observing they're almost kind of uh, an audience as such, you know, which, which one will they get? Ooh. And it's a bit like, well, that, that's cool. Um, you know, if we were inside the Universal Studios, that, that's fair enough because you expect that. But this, yeah, really allows the, the person or the young person or the adult just to kind of feel, feel relaxed is, is the point. And then create a memorable moment, especially for people like, like for me, I don't want an audience around me. I don't want people watching me doing something. So in, as a young kid, I would have been terrified. Like people were watching, I would have picked something because people were watching just to get away from it. So it's nice to create those memories because of how you've set up the shop. And I love that it's working for you and you're being noticed because of how you run your business. Yeah, no, and it, and it, and it, and it makes me feel, you know, happy and, and elated because when that does happen of course it's like anything it's like a pat in the back you know if you get a review or, or you know so, and some people and that's what really blows me away there was this lady recently that visited um she lived uh, in the sussex area she visited she she'd only just heard about the shop and and that's quite good for me as well like or while i'm on that point is that there is so many it just shows how many humans there are you know there's there's so many people coming out of the woodwork and i'd say six or seven times out of ten people and I say how did you hear about the shop and they might say well you know we got told about it or we saw it on TripAdvisor or we googled Harry Potter Brighton or such and such but what's great for me that means there's a continuous amount of people that are seeing it for the first time and I guess that is the point it's when you walk in through that hidden door in the alleyway and then suddenly you're like well and and that's really impactful um which is great and also you know the way I look at it is you know the official um King's Cross shop and the Warner Brothers shop, as much as I love them and I love the merch that they sell because they've got tons of exclusive merch that I can't physically sell, but they will never, ever do an appointment system because it's impossible. You, you, it wouldn't make sense for the business model and it wouldn't make sense for the size of the space they had. The but closest because- they got to that was because there were too many people coming. Like at the New York store, that was an appointment system just because there were so many people. 
Yes, but you would. Yeah, exactly. And but it's like the opposite that. reaction. You're like, that's not the way you want the appointment system to work. Yeah. And, 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 you know, there will be as well, while we're on it as well, there will be people, my, my system, like any system is not perfect. You might get the odd pers- person feeling, well, do you know what? Actually, I don't want to book an appointment. And do you know what? That's, that's fair. Everyone's got their own opinion, like on any matter, you know, in life, but at the same time, I can't please everyone, but I do know that at least 90 plus percent absolutely love the idea of having an appointment and love the idea that they're going to get their time, whether, you know, it's just uh, an escapism from normal retail environment and they've saved up all their hard-earned money and they might decide they want to buy something and they want to buy it by knowing the quality and getting the time and detail and attention they want to look at it. No, I love that. And I'm. it's one of the things that makes me really excited to visit your shop because I know I'm going to be able to like take pictures and just enjoy being there without having to deal with crowds of people, which is my norm for Harry Potter things. Yeah. Well, no, again, thank you. It's, um, it's cool. It's cool to get, it's cool. I like to stand out with any idea I have, whether it's the smallest of things or anything business related. I like if I can be yeah, different, that, that, that to me is, is a good thing. Well, speaking of ideas, you have some new stuff coming up. Yeah, so so this year it's it's crazy because this on the eleventh of November is my fifth year. So I opened the doors to Oliver's Brighton uh, on the eleventh of November two thousand and seventeen. So that's five years ago this year, which to me is is crazy because it's it's gone very. I mean, it's gone very quick, but it's also gone very slow. It's 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 been a roller coaster in in terms of you know we've all experienced different things with COVID and all the other things going on and. and, and that crazy world that we live in but at the same time there's been involvement and there's been change like the sweet shop i mentioned from the original being open seven days a week to acknowledging i physically as a business owner cannot do seven days a week even though i have had and have experience um, with brilliant staff members you know you you put a lot of stress and pressure on yourself so, so from going from seven days a week to, to changing that, to eventually doing the appointment system when the COVID happened, um, to experimenting with different add-ons and taking away those add-ons or, or changing things and just really just trying to perfect just, just what I'm trying to do here. So, so leading to what you just said there, uh, I managed to get in Brighton an alcohol license for 42 Trafalgar Street, which is where the shop is located in the business and building I own. And it took, a lot of different meetings and conversations and hoops because with Brighton especially uh, being such a busy city and when it comes to alcohol, which is a huge part of Brighton, there's a lot of people come from London and across the world to have a good time. And because like anything with alcohol or any other situation, there's great things from it and there's also problems. So to get an alcohol license here in Brighton, if the building has never had an alcohol license, is tricky. So through the means of of many different hoops, as I said, we managed to get an alcohol license. And one of the main things of the alcohol license was a rule where it had to be fantasy themed. So that could involve it being rather than a typical alcohol or a typical beer that you could buy in a standard supermarket. The idea is that I would serve or sell something that was more unusual or unique. So, for example, butterscotch beer, obviously inspired. It's not 
butter beer in inverted commas so that company doesn't get sued it's butterscotch beer so that would be allowed uh, and they could have a, dr- a beer as they walked around that was the main point really because we sell the non-alcoholic butterscotch beer and we sell a variety of non-alcoholic potions but we do get a vast amount of adults and a vast amount of adults have requested it so that was my main idea however at the same time within the license i was granted fantasy themed alcohol was permitted to sell for the user to take away um, and enjoy at home so i started looking on the internet around goodness off the top of my head it was at early 2000 20 2022 yeah well i said 2000 now i got completely <laughs> wrong century we're in 2022 so at the beginning of this year i started researching what spirits and uh, what is accessible, really, for fantasy? So what what geeky or fantasy or wizardry-inspired spirits or alcohol are there? And if I'm really honest, there was a very, very, very select few. Um, and, 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 and they seemed cool. But at the same time, there wasn't a lot of options. And I was like, this is, this is the moment. Because I've done five years and, and I love what I do. But like any... It, creative i guess is the word creative person there is always i'm always looking to expand on that creativity uh, and evolve um and and really i was just like well this is the golden opportunity this is the point where i can make a product because because oliver's brighton is mine but oliver's brighton of course is built off of selling merchandise from a story that i personally did not create jk of course created that Mm -hmm. story and i'm lucky enough to sell merchandise which was inspired from that and you know i've been lucky and i count my stars because you know i get to do something i love however everything i sell in my store i'm not going to be um a liar here uh even though i am a sliverin you can get that merchandise of course from other places i just present it in a very very nice um and interactive comfortable way so if the day I could come up with a product that was mine, owned by not just Oliver's Brighton, but owned by Oliver, me as a person, it becomes my physical item that I can sell and I can grow and I can every point to it, whether it's the products, whether it's the visual, whether what it is, whatever what it stands for, whatever the packaging, every single percent would be my control which which i love the idea of because i believe things should be done in a certain way you know whether it's environmentally friendly whether it should be done to the highest standard to to all sorts so this was my golden opportunity and i started thinking right so it's an alcohol and i was like okay and what has been done and if i'm really honest potions cauldron which is based in york which is where i get my um unofficial because again they call it butterscotch beer uh beer from and the alcohol version their alcohol version they do is actually really nice and the bottle is really nice so that's been done and and then i started running through well what type of if it wasn't a beer what spirit would i do and my one of my favorite spirits am i i like to to drink all sorts of different drinks but um gin is one of my favorite and um in ye old England, and I know America and many other places, gin is all the craze over the last few years, but it is extremely saturated. It's one of like, 
I think I, I don't know the, the exact statistic, but there's literally there's, there's hundreds, and you know more than anyone that there is hundreds of gins. There's so many out there. So I was like, well, I could do a gin, but I just feel like again, going back to what I said earlier, I like to stand out, and if I can create something that's a bit of a niche, that would be fantastic. Yeah. So I came up with the idea when. I was out with a group of friends and someone walked over with a, a tray of shots. And you always have that moment on a night out with you, with your friends, your family, your work colleagues, whoever, and some generous person walks over a tray of shots. Now, you know, at that point, you know what a tray of anything means for that matter. If it's, if it's small, we all know it's a shot. We all know that potentially if they like you, you are one of the people that they're giving a free shot to. And, and the way I look at it is it's kind of, not tri well, tribal is the word that kind of comes to mind, but it, it's a sharing of a moment. It's that, it's that little part of the evening, whether it's the beginning, the end of the middle, where someone has decided to spend a couple of bucks or pounds on you, and you've got two options. You have the shot with everyone else and share that moment, or if you've got a valid excuse like you're driving or something, you don't have it. But if you're not driving, not that there should be, there's, there's no peer pressure, but I think that's the organic nature of kind of respect. It's like someone spent a couple of pounds on me. We're all going to share this moment together. It could be two of you. It could be four of you. It could be 10 of you. It's this one moment on a table where you're standing up at the bar and you're all having a drink at the exactly the same time. And it's the same thing. You share that, that magic, <laughs> the magic moment of this is either going to ruin my evening well, this is going to make it way better. Um, and, and, and then I was Either thinking, way, I'm going to remember this moment. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, exactly. Hopefully. And, 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 I, and I was running through that night and my friend brought over a shot, um, uh, a tray of tequilas. And again, tequila, again, is, is it my favorite? No. Is it something that if everyone else is having, and it sounds like, I mean, the way I'm describing it here is kind of like, well, if they jumped off a cliff, would you jump? You know, I, I'm not saying that. But it's, it's that organic nature of like, okay, do you know what? You've got me a drink. Yeah, okay, I'm I'd like to share this moment. You know, I'd like to share this moment. It could be a Sambuca, which again, a lot of people don't like aniseed or licorice flavor. It could be a Jaeger, which again, I actually really like Jaeger. Not everyone does, but I do like it. Some people say it's too herby. But what my mind was trying to do is not necessarily say, well, you know, everything else is rubbish. It was more like, well, hang on a second. Maybe there is something here. Maybe there is a spirit that I could create that has a nice fantasy hint um, with, with quality and, and tastes good. I think that's the point. I wanted maybe to come up with a spirit that if someone gave me as a shot and there's not a lot out of them out, out there where you have it and you go, let's, let's have another one of those because that was delicious. Um, so that was the point. So, so I started to, to take this idea. Uh, and I, I started ringing, contacting local distilleries because I would, I wanted to work with someone, but I started ringing around different distilleries and, and eventually through many different conversations, I talked to this gentleman and this gentleman is like a mad scientist. Um, imagine kind of Slughorn, uh, meets Doc from, uh, Back to the Future, uh, <laughs> that he's, you know, brilliant at the same time, very, uh, interesting but just a fantastic brain he's obviously like as soon as i spoke to him on the phone you know when you talk to someone sometimes it's like you almost can see their brain they're like that smart it's like 
you know, even though it was over the phone, it was kind of almost like his brain cells were just like coming through the phone, like <laughs> holes. It was like, oh my God, this guy's genius. So I had to meet him. So I met him and I told him like a brief of, I have this idea. And his first question was, well, what's the flavor? And, and I, I, knew, I just knew I'd, I had, I kind of thought about it, but I hadn't thought about it, but I just like, I was like, well, I love vanilla. I love vanilla. Most people love vanilla. And I was like, well, again, it comes with that phrase, right? Some people say, oh, that's so vanilla. And it's kind of saying, well, yeah, it's like, I guess you could say, well, it's kind of saying it's kind of boring, but what it's kind of saying is, well, yeah, it's so vanilla because everyone likes vanilla. So- I will join the fight because I'm like, in my ice cream choices, I love a good vanilla. And people are like, it's so plain. I'm like, no, if you get a good vanilla, it is the best. And that, that word is so important. It's, it's a good vanilla. It's not just a vanilla. It's a good vanilla. And I was like, right, well, obviously I, I mean, I'm not necessarily uh, a chef, uh, but I do enjoy my food and I do enjoy my drink and I do enjoy a variation of cuisines, but I know from many years of eating many an ice cream and many another food involving vanilla, Madagascan vanilla is where it's at. It's like the premium. It's where yep. the decent comes from. So I started researching and I found uh, through, again, research. And that that's really, I think, where a lot of my ideas start to grow is, 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 is trying to absorb like a sponge as much information about something I'm excited about. And I was like, right, I've got this idea. It's a spirit. It's vanilla. I need to find the best vanilla. That's my first starting point. And I found this lady who is from Madagascar and she owns a company that specializes in Madagascan vanilla. And I was like, holy hell. And and I had a meeting with her um, initially, like a phone call. And I had another phone call and I spoke to her and learned all about her and where her business came from and why the product is so important to her and why she's passionate about it. And there was so many layers. And I was like, right, boom, I found that. And I was like, okay, so I've got my flavor. Um, I've got my, my idea. It's going to be a shot. Um, what else? What else can I do? And I was like, well, for me, when I go and buy a brand new bottle of alcohol, whether that's a gin or a vodka or a bottle of wine for that matter. I personally look for the funniest bottle or the most obscure bottle, or, or maybe it's a, because again, I'm not a wine connoisseur. However, I will find the funniest label. And I was like, right, I need to find the coolest bottle in the world. Let me tell you a story. I recently bought a bottle of vodka because of what the bottle looked like. And what did the bottle look like? Give me one second. I can grab it. Okay. I, I, I'm excited to see. So Very the close reason, to you, that bottle. Let me explain why. I grabbed it and gravitated towards the bottle. We haven't popped it open yet. That's coming soon. Because it looks great on my potion shelf. It looks it's like... Fantastic. It's an. It's actually an organic vodka out of out of Hawaii. It's I love it. Ocean. I love the color. I saw it and I was like, "This has to be on my potion shelf." So we are going to break into it. I have some recipes sitting around that we're going to play with. But it's exciting, right? It's all because of what it looked like. I was like, Instagram ads got me on this one. It look, it looks great, and it, and out of curiosity, with that one, is is the liquid inside blue or is it the glass is blue? Ooh. Or do you not know yet? Oh yeah, let's see. What's the neck? Is the neck blue? Because I can see that obviously there's always that gap. Is the neck blue or is it clear or is it the glass? It's the glass. The glass is like tinted in ocean blue. Cool. But looks great. And 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 that's and, and that type of bottle, 
I'd probably buy that. If I was going to vodka, I'd standard vodka, that bottle. And for people um, like me who like things on shelves, I have always been drawn to bottles. Of course. So I'm like, I can make that as a decoration. Once oh, brilliant. And, and exactly, yeah, well, in, a, in, a, in a cool way, not that that was the, your main reason, but then suddenly it's eco because you're going to upcycle it. You're going to yeah. reuse it rather than just discard it. So, yeah, and, and, and that's so interesting you're saying it because I'm really glad because it'd be really awkward if my bot was identical to that. And I'd be like, oh, uh, yeah, that's really cool. It's the same. Um, mine's luckily different, but I totally agree. I would buy that because that looks cool as hell. Is the contents good? We will find out very soon from you. But yeah, so that that was one of the ideas. And it also, just, just while I'm on that note, it's kind of um, what I'm trying to do with this brand, with, uh, and I'll lead to the name in a second, was not just to be one thing. It could just be, it's a cool bottle. That's it. End story. But that is not what I want to do. What I want to do, because I know, especially with any industry, but the alcohol industry, you've got to stand out. It's going to be hard, right? It's a mountain to climb. Um, but why the hay not? Let's give it a go. Um, so yeah, boom, uh, decent flavoring. Secondly, actually tastes really nice, but also does not make you do a weird grimace face. Number three has cool ass bottle. Boom. And I, I've contacted again, many different glass companies, some abroad, some didn't have a clue what was going on because I was like, hello, um, I'm from England and I'm looking for a weird bottle. Uh, and they were just like, what, what do you mean by a weird bottle? Um, and in the end I found, um, a glass manufacturer, which took, um, I guess the, my version of weird and was like, oh yeah, what about something like this? And they sent me over a photo and I was like, yeah, that is it. And, and then I was like, could I, could I get a sample um, of that made and done? And they were like, yeah. So I got the sample and it was incredible. And I fell in love with it. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it because uh, it'll be launching on 11.11. But the bottle, boom, massive tick, really unusual. Uh, and then last but not least, without giving everything away, um, is I was like, well, do you know what? Um, the name, the name has to be important because with Oliver's, it was, well, I would say it was easy because originally it was, there was lots of different names I had for the shop. And then originally it was going to be Oliver's spell and then Oliver's spells. And then I, re I realized when you say that a lot, it sounds like Oliver's smells. And then, and then it was going to be Oliver's. And then there was a few other things. And then it was Oliver's Brighton because again, quite simply, my name is Oliver. It's located in Brighton. Brighton's quite magical. Boom. Um, but I was like, this is so important because I could just call it, you know, Oliver's whatever, or Oliver's liquor or whatever. But it, it's not, I don't want to, I don't want this to be about me. I want to build something that's unusual and, and different and quirky, but just curious, I guess is the word, the unknown. Um, so, so finally, after tons and tons of different names i narrowed it down to a few and the one that i chose was the one that just stuck with me because i it, it created i i could see the visual of what this liquid what this contents would look like so i went with wizard's gold and the reason i went with wizard's gold is it just for everyone i guess it conjures up in what what is wizard's gold and that and that <laughs> that question what is wizard's gold because when i mentioned to to one of my friends at the time i was um lucky enough to be on a holiday skiing and i said i think i've come up with the name and and i and i, I we met another group of friends that 
were running me there and I said, well, I, I think I've got a name. And they were like, well, tell me the name before you tell me what it is. And I said, well, it's Wizards Gold. And they were like, what the, what the hell? I won't swear. I don't know what the rules are. But they were like, what the, what, what the hell is Wizards Gold? And, and I like that because it's like, I don't know. What is Wizards Gold? And, and that, that, that I, li- I love that because it is the question of you see the logo uh, and you see the name and you, what is, what is, and it's Wizards Gold on the box. You know, what is it? What is it? Is it, is it gold? Is it, and someone said recently, it was like, is it a new Bitcoin? Is it, what is it? Is it a, uh, it's like also a feeling and the things you do, you tend to try to elicit all the senses that you can. So even just by the name, there's like this feeling behind it where you're like, oh. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And, 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 and I, I don't know how much time we have, but I, I mean, I could go in. Do I go into more detail? Do you want to go into more detail? Do you want to go into more you detail? You can if you would like. This is yeah, your show. Uh, I, don't, I don't reveal all, all of the cards, um, all of the golden yeah, keep cards. Some secrets. Keep some so secrets. Keep some secrets. Um, but I, I, we had we had the photo shoot today uh, for the incredibly talented, and I know you know of him, uh, Xavier Boldu, um, yeah. who is, of course, if you've not heard of him, check out his Instagram. It's Xavier Boldu, which is X-A-I-V-E-R, Boldu, B-O-L-D-U. And he is like so talented. But I think he's like one of those people that just comes across like just really, just really like softly spoken and just really cool. And just, you know, it doesn't go like I, I go a bit intense, but he's he's just like naturally just a really nice guy. But he what he does, it's not just a photo. It's just it's stunning. It look he makes things look royal. It's like, I don't know. He's got a gift, I would say. And um, oh, so yeah. I had him today. And yeah, and, and you've seen the portraits he's done. He's just phenomenal um and 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 brilliant everything he does but anyway he he came today to do the photo shoot with this fantastic videographer that i've just met and he worked on today's shoot as well um and it, it, it i was so nervous about it because there's obviously so much going on in the world right now and today is the funeral of the queen and yeah. and, 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 and it's just terrible and but at the same time oh my goodness you know there's so much going on and um yeah so but luckily it, it all happened because this is the one date this year that kind of the videographer could happen and uh, the photographer could happen and the location was available and the, um, the, the, the serpents were available and all of this. And um, yeah, so it was really good. And I, I try to be coy and, and, and a bit, uh, and, and, I don't know, um, mystery, but yeah, it was, it went really, really well. And I can't wait because I, I just saw some of the images just on his little muggle camera and it was just, it's exactly what I wanted and the videos and stuff. And, um, but yeah, so that, that's, I could, I could talk for hours on, on where, and uh, I'll give I'll give a snippet. I'll give a snippet of the logo if that's okay. Yeah. Um, the logo. And this is, this is the last one. Cause again, I literally could, I, I think my fiance, Chloe and my friends are like, ah, I've heard about wizards. God quite a bit now. Um, it's, but it's can like, can it release already? <laughs> Yeah. Is, it, is, is it real is it is that happening is this a nightmare or a dream I don't know. um but um but yeah yeah my, my final point on wizard's gold uh it launches on uh the sorry that's my cat knocking its food bowl uh mercury but uh 11 11 is when it launches and the logo was really important to me because i had the name and and when i was thinking of how because loads of drinks brands out there have cool names and some of them are are incredible and and and, and all that but i was like the logo is really important i don't want it i don't want it to be over the top but i almost kind of like wanted to frame it um and i started researching 
what could it be? And, and then I was really kind of thinking more about the history part of Wizards Gold and where that kind of came from. And as well as me thinking of a cool name, it does stem from the brief history. But yeah, for Nicholas Vermeer was real. So not everyone knows that he is real, but he was a dude from the 14th century in Paris. And Nicholas Vermeer um, was not made up by J.K. J.K., of course, used him in the incredible stories of Harry Potter. But Nicholas Vermeer was a real gentleman who was an alchemist. Now, the Philosopher's Stone in history was something that a lot of different people thought was potentially real or real. So um, when the British Library exhibition was going on um, in the London uh, Library um, with the Harry Potter exhibition, there was the original, one of the original manuscripts of how to make the Philosopher's Stone. This was a manuscript made by alchemists and, and, and on this beautiful parchment of these different things you had to do to get to the Philosopher's Stone and make it. And then um, at the same time, going back to, sorry, I've gone off a beat here. Um, Nicholas Vermeil basically was real. So 14th century, he was an alchemist uh, amongst many things living in Paris. And he had a dream one night. And, and I wasn't there. This is just what I've read in many different articles. And, and Nicholas Vermeil had a dream. And in this dream, he was walking along an alleyway in Le Paris and he bumped into a gentleman with a hood. And this hooded figure said, would you like to buy, well, it would be a French accent, I'm not going to do that in case I offend any French, but he was like, would you like to buy this book? This book, if you buy it and um, understand it, will give you immortality. It will also give the ability to make gold. And Nicholas Savelle had this dream, woke up and thought that was that was weird. Um, a couple of years later, Nicholas Vermeil, Nicholas Vermeil, probably walking after a night out the bars. Who knows what he was up to in those uh, late nights in Le Paris. And he bumped into a hooded figure. And the hooded figure said, would you like to buy this book? And apparently Nicholas Vermeil was like, oh, my goodness, this is the same as my dream. So he bought the book, obviously. Luckily, he had some money on him. Who knows how many gold coins or whatever coins they were using back then. And um, he bought it. And supposedly in this book, this manuscript, this literature had many different languages. And Nicholas Vermeil took it upon himself because apparently in the dream, the hooded figure said, you are, you are like one of the only people that has the ability and, and the drive to get this language and all these literatures transcribed to create the elixir that I've just described. Nicholas Vermeil then went around the world and during his journeys, apparently inside the book, there was all sorts of different languages, including Hebrew and other things. And he met a man and this man helped him. And it goes on. He then returns to Paris and uh, I guess did the book. Now, Nicholas Vermeil then died, apparently. But there's lots of skepticism. How he died? Did he die? Did he fake his death? Did he disappear? Uh, and that is the story. And I started researching this more like, is this just, you know, is this just one of those little cool little tales? Um, and then I started researching and I learned, like, again, I'm not the most academic person. I did not do the best well in school. Um, but I do, when I get excited about things, I do, I, I do, as you've probably seen, I get excited. So uh, I started researching. So you've got Nicholas Vermel. And then I started researching more about the Philosopher's Stone and what else could it have been called? And, and then I discovered um, Sir Isaac Newton 
also believe that there was some sort of elixir or product that allowed you to have everlasting life and create gold. That's weird. And then I started finding other people with incredible brains. Leonardo da Vinci also thought there was something that had an elixir that created everlasting life and made gold. And then it went all the way back to Cleopatra. Cleopatra was also an alchemist amongst being extremely known in the Western, in the whole world for that matter, of what she did in Egypt's times. Um, and she also believed that there was some sort of apparent thing um, that gave you eternal life and made gold. And thus, the symbol, the Ouroboros. The Ouroboros, for those of you who don't know that weird word, which I've said like a gazillion times in the last six months to different people, the Ouroboros is the serpent. It's the serpent eating itself. It's the everlasting. The diagram that you would have probably seen elsewhere before is literally a circle that looks like some sort of dragon or snake or some sort of creature along those terms going round in a circle and then consuming itself e.g. everlasting, eternal, rebirth, many different meanings. It's one of the oldest symbols in the world. And that is linked in many situations to this idea of everlasting life. And it then connects to gold. So that's where, and that's, sorry, that's just a nutshell of many other pieces of information I found. And I was like, this is flipping sick. So I'm going to make my own version of that and you can take what it where you will legally i can't say that wizard's gold will give you immortality however the flavor will last with you forever so that is uh that is <laughs> a, a nutshell i don't know if you have any questions on that, that I, tale I love told. that i actually love that i i know you are very slytherin i really feel that like you're a secondary ravenclaw that's a condom and they're very smart raven claws so. i'm a raven claw so i i would take it as a compliment but i feel like you have this like energy is that when you find and this is the thing with me and raven claws is that i believe like a lot of creative people are in a raven claw because when we find something that we find interesting we dive into that one subject like full on and you just you yeah. always seem to do that is like when you get an idea you're like i'm all in well, yeah, and 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 that's and um, well, I say it's a massive confidence. So thank you, but yeah, also like yeah, totally. You kind of jump down the the rabbit hole, so to speak, and it's like, well, let's do it. It's like let's let's learn, let's absorb, let's 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 research. And and I I don't want I don't want the whole point of Wizard's Gold is not to go. There's a there's a drink. Enjoy. You know, it's not about that. I don't want I don't want I don't want the easy task. I want I want thing with layers and a backstory, and I've got so much going on in my brain right now. It's it's hard to to put down even on paper for myself. But I have so much big plans of Wizards Gold. I've got so many ideas. I've got so much exciting, interactive. Um, not even not even just pure advertisement pieces. Not in an extent of just marketing, but there's there's so much fun that I've got planned with Wizards Gold, where it's not just a, a really delicious spirit it's it's more than that it's kind of collectively a one one thing that's going to lead to other big things so I've, I've got lots of ideas and lots of plans and there's so much more detail to the story of wizard's gold and the adventure that i'm going to grow with it um i just i'm just really really excited yeah. oh, i'm excited for you and i'm excited to see that journey and what comes out of it so is it going to be exclusive to your in-shop experience 
Yeah. So right now, as it stands, um, if anyone does want to join the Wizards Gold Club effectively or be notified when I launch, if you go on the website, www.wizards.gold, that is the website, which, again, I like because, you know, a lot of people use .com and all that, but .gold's pretty darn cool. Um, So wizards.gold, and if you go on there, there is a countdown. The countdown is, if you're really clever, you can work it out. Um, if you just, <laughs> I say that, if you look at a calendar, and you just work out that 52 days or whatever it is, is 11, 11. Um, so that's when I launch. Now, there is some factors with it, and I'll be really black and white and honest. On 11, 11, you will be able to buy it online if you live in the United Kingdom. You will be able to buy it online and have it shipped to your door in the UK. So I don't sell online with Oliver's Brighton because it's all about the experience but wizards gold i want to be able to well of course let people experience it if they can't get to my shop for a year or six months and everyone's got stuff going on their life i want people to get it at their doorstep of course so you will be able to on 11 11 buy it if you live in the uk you'll be able to buy it in my shop if you are on one of my appointments it won't immediately be available outside the united kingdom and the main reason and i'm being really honest is i want to walk before I can run. I want to, to, to grow this, 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 this brand, this product, this idea slowly rather than just really jump ahead. And it's already kind of rolling quite fast, if I'm honest, in an exciting way. So that's why um, if you are interested, you can put your muggle email address down on the w.wizards.gold and you'll be notified with expansions when it leads into other countries. That is awesome. I'm so excited for it. And you guys also have an Instagram account for it, right? Yeah. So everything is Wizards Gold. Okay. Nice and simple. And then finding the shop. Where can we find your shop on socials? Everything is Oliver's Brighton. And Brighton is the city, which is a huge part of Oliver's. And that is, again, just in case it's not written somewhere, is Brighton, B-R-I-G-H. T-O-N, Oliver's Brighton. Well, that's exciting. I'm so excited for you, Oliver. I can't wait to see where all this leads. Thank you. Thank you. And it's, you know, then there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to learn because at the end of the day, as, and I'd like to point out, like I kind of just briefly mentioned that, at the end of the day, it is an alcohol. So there is obviously loads of rules, which I will yes. make sure that I and my company, Oliver's Brighton Limited and Wizards Girl will be obeying because, you know, it, it is at the end of the day, alcohol is serious, as we all know, um, you know, enjoy it's enjoying it within reason and, and, you know, not going cray cray, I think is the point, isn't it? It's uh, drinking responsibly, which yes. of course. The Be responsible, gold. make wise choices. Yes. Do not drink in excess and just enjoy. But that, that's the other thing as well. And that, and that just while we're on that topic, that's why it's an 18% ABV because I feel that a lot of people are more aware than ever on a healthier aspect or, or for whatever reason, don't necessarily want to have the ability of having a hangover. And I want to be able to offer that to people by going for the lower percent. So we went for 18%. So one, one it tastes lovely. Two, is not too strong. And, I, and I, it's just like if someone does decide to have a shot of Wizard's Gold or add it to uh, Prosecco, which works tremendously well, they would just 
really enjoy it and it won't be a drink where they go oh my goodness that was way too strong and actually now I don't want any more and I feel quite drunk that's not the point can't wait I'm sad that I live in the U.S. and will not be able to get it until I get over there ah, well, sorry okay. <laughs> it's okay because I'm hopefully going to be there in the spring so fingers well, crossed you will have an appointment from the podcast that I'm sure I can make sure that will definitely definitely happen of course so is there anything else you would like to add? I think, um, no, I, again, I want to say a massive thank you to you because um, as much as I know it's been a, a bit of time, I, I, I really appreciate it. I feel honest, really, at the end of the day, because I listen to all of your different shows that you do. Um, and so I feel honored to be on one again. So thank you. And, and it's nice to know that you were like, you weren't like from the last time. Oh, uh, we will never have him on again. Um, but it's no, really, it's really whenever, nice. And it, whenever your next thing comes along or if, once you've released more with Wizards Gold, just let me know. We love having you on. I love talking with you. I just, I love the creativity of your mind and just hearing your process. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, no, yes, it means a lot. And uh, yeah, I think that, that's it really. I don't think I've got anything else to add. It's just more, thank you for letting me be on. And yeah, just if you want to check out the the journey, if you are, of course, legal drinking age in your country. Uh, wizards <laughs> www.wizards.gold right well and that is our show and in the meantime keep creating